Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The boys are back and the internet won't be stopping us this time. We've got a Mikey Meltdown, Woods is in the rumour mill, and I love Moisa Kern. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. We are back, we are here. What's the line I've been saying recently? I mean, you usually go with the Bears because ultimately, um, if all else fails, go with the classics. Go with the classics. Yeah, go with the classics. Well, it's been so long, mate, I've forgotten what it, what it was. It was it's been, what are we talking about again? What are we, what, what are we doing? Uh, I'm, here for, I'm here for Simpsons quotes. Uh, uh, no? I mean, ultimately, that's what we're all here for. This is true. This is true. I managed to use a Simpsons meme. Well, not a meme, but I managed to use a Simpsons like uh, picture on Instagram yesterday. I was very happy about it. It was the one where um, Bart Simpson goes to the cardboard box factory and then Homer goes to collect him because he's gone missing and he finds the hat on top of the box. And he's like, damn you, my son's a box. Damn you, a box. Because uh, I'd taken a picture of myself earlier on with a box on my head. So I ah, my this will make sense. Move house. And, I, and my caption was, I'm a, I'm, I'm a box boy. This was your Instagram story, wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember now. It was. This makes a lot of sense. I've now. really enjoyed I... this intro, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm Michael. I'm Michael Carden Edwards. I am the host of this shindig, and we're back. We weren't here last week because Virgin Media are a bunch of what? Um, wankers. We'll go with that. Cretins. Wow. There you go. We had no internet. We had no internet all day. I'd planned to work from home that day. I I I I I, pl- I, I worked from home. And then I realised very quickly on that I was unable to work from home, you see, because I'm a digital marketer by trade, and it uh, turns out on that, the old digitalness, you need the old web, yeah? You need some of that internets, otherwise you can't do them optimizations, yeah? Difficult. Difficult. And I hear what you're saying. Oh, Michael, tether your 4G. Ain't, work ain't paying for my 4G, so I ain't going to get it, yeah? <laughs> exactly. Yeah? I'm pumped up, so we didn't have, we didn't have the show last week, but we're back now. We're here. I'm here with Lee Collard. How are you doing, man? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, getting over an, another illness already. So, you, mm. as I see, you lean, lean away from me there. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, suffering from yet another cold. But apart from that, not too shabby. Uh, football-wise, obviously, I had to go through the, the dregs of Everton versus West Ham, which was a pretty dull game. Um, could be worse, mate. But then, yeah, it could be worse because we've got our man over here who uh, had to... Suffer the enigmony of losing to Newcastle. Yeah, you know, we, we wanted to join the club, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> but Thomas Woods, okay. Thomas Woods, obviously, you know, we don't want to go delve into football right now. Because people want to hear about you, the man. Yeah? We usually get like a roundup of what he's been up to, you know. I'd, like, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to know. <laughs> I, I, I went to a child's birthday party this weekend. <laughs> How old was uh, the child? I think it was their fifth birthday. Fifth, okay. <laughs> you know, it's quite good in a way. It was, it was weird as well at the same time because um, obviously it was the, the, the remaining uh, lot of us from the university group who all have kids now, other than 
you two and Jamie. Jamie wasn't there. I've, I've, by all accounts, I did ask uh, Flint about it. Apparently, uh, a restraining order or, or something about um, <laughs> attending such events. <coughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of kind of weird just being like a group of dads and realizing how old we all are now. Um, as you know, we're going to birthday parties for our kids instead can of. I, can I? Can I just say on this? Um, right, this is how fucking epic that birthday party must have been. Nothing was mentioned in the group. <laughs> there was no, there was nothing going on. WhatsApp was basically dead all weekend, and uh, yeah, they're attending fifth fifth birthdays for you know kids, man. Wow, I mean, look, at least the fifth birthday is better than like the first birthday. They're one, they ain't got a clue what's These going on. These are aware of it, yeah, yeah. yeah but then they're more, they're more hyper, aren't they, by this age? Um, so there was a Spider Man there, <laughs> and if anyone thinks their job's bad. This Spider-Man spent basically his time being molested by five-year-olds. So, um, you know, if you're having a bad day at work, believe me, it could be worse. Where, where were you, Jamie, uh, on, on that weekend? Yeah, mate, was he the man in the suit? <laughs> the only I'm way to get I'm to see his kids, that right? Restraining order, don't you worry. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds like a, a great time. Other than that, good time, bad but good time you've had in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to think what I did the week before. Um, it's January, isn't no, the it? Fact, we all, the have, fact no, we all have no course. money and the weather's terrible. The fact is, I've been building a Lego Batmobile and it's far cooler than anything you guys have been doing. And Woods knows that's feeling because he built that Millennium Falcon last year and he was positively glowing every time we spoke to him. Uh, it was delicious. It does help the Chelsea I, I... were good back then as well. Wee! <laughs> eh? <laughs> Yeah. I, I think we, I think back then I was, we were still pretty poor, to be honest. December wasn't the best of the month, and January hasn't started that well either. Um, He's still fourth. He's still fourth. I just, and we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to, to, to why. We will we'll get to why. Well, on that note, let's crack on with the show. Let's crack on with that show. A lot of talking points. Um, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure in the in you know our, our faithful viewers, our listeners are sitting there thinking, Michael, surely you should be. Incredibly angry over the uh, Manchester United display over the weekend. You know what happened? You know, a lo- losing to Liverpool two nil. You are surprisingly chipper. Well, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah, everything's a balance, Lee. And right now you're getting happy go lucky, Michael. And later on you may not be getting so so happy go lucky, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> but Lee Collard, talk to me. What was your thoughts on the game? How did you find it? And obviously, I, I know I think Woods has got some comments to say about the uh, the post match uh, <laughs> shenanigans. But, um, the melee yeah. in the studio. <laughs> Liverpool, Manchester United. What did you make of it? Um, yeah, mate. Cool. Uh, it was, it was a... we, we have something just fallen off the table. It's not the Batmobile. Ho- I hope it's not the what Batmobile. The, Batmobile? <laughs> the fact that Mikey oh, didn't no. move an inch. We, we, we've lost a bag of Lego. A bag of parts are on the floor. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the worst thing is, right, that's like the bag of spares. Like, you know, like with every bag, you get like a spare one piece or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the bag I've been putting all the spares in. I'm up to bag 21 now, and uh, I found all the spares are the little fiddly little bastards, which are going to take me forever to clear up. Enjoy that. Devastated. <laughs> Sorry, Lee, as no, you were saying. As I was saying, yeah, it, mate, it was such a frantic game. It was, it, was, um, it was breathless to watch almost, because obviously I was watching it with yourself. Um, and, it, yeah, it was just so fast-paced. Liverpool obviously come out of the, out of the blocks and... Man United just look like uh, Man United. Um, they kind of look clueless, ta- tacticless, if that's a word. Um, and yeah, Liverpool kind of steamrolled them without sort of the reflection on the scoreline. Uh, Man United kind of they, they nullified their the, the Liverpool attack as we we discussed didn't we during the game. You know the wing backs were out of the equation almost. Um, mm. Robertson had a had a quite a bad game actually. Yeah, really quiet game for him. Really, yeah, really, really not up to his uh, usual standards. Um, but unfortunately, the, um, they kind of neglected the middle of the uh, of the park, didn't they? Um, uh, Fred and Matic, you know, Fred, for what is worth, was okay, wasn't he? He was, you know, he, he he's a trier. That's what he is. He's, he's a trier. He was their best player, right? He was United's best. That, player that's on the, the day. issue. Would you, would... He's, the, he's their yeah, best player. I guess if Fred, Fred the trier is the be- <laughs> your best player on the day, it's not. It's not kind of sounding too positive, is it? Yeah, and you're obviously supported by Matic, isn't he? And, uh, oh, God, you know, what do we say about this guy? You know, he, the guy can't move, you know. He's like turning a fucking combine harvester, mate. He's like, he's, he's just... He's only 30, isn't he? It's, it's, it's shocking. He's just got no mobility. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, God. So, yeah, um, for, so, yeah, Man United uh, ultimately... 
I don't know. I'm looking at you, Michael, because I'm kind of just I'm just waiting for you to come in, you know, because I, you know, I, I want you to really go in on on, on you know what what happened with Man United, the tactics, the the Ollie, you know, you know, a few weeks ago he was in, you know, is that still the case? Is he? Uh... Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we okay, go. So, so Woods, obviously, yeah, like we'll go to you afterwards where you can give us yeah. your thoughts and then he'll give us a more of a no, no, no one cares about what I think. Everyone cares about what you think about. Oh, this. I see. Um, so. I, I disagree with you, Lee that, Lee, that Liverpool came out of the traps because actually I thought we were the, probably the better team in the first five, ten minutes. <laughs> five, ten minutes, that's it. Yes, and that's the, that's the opening part of the game where but you talk then... about coming out of the traps. So, semantics aside... Um... <laughs> <laughs> OK, mate, here, here's, here's a little thing for you before you do go in, mate. When Man United, um, when Liverpool scored, uh, Man United had like 20% of the possession for the next, uh, I think it was like next 15 minutes. Oh, it's horrendous. Game. Mate, you're, I think only basically your back line had more more than one uh, touch of the ball, uh, and no one else more completed a pass. Martial and James didn't even touch the ball in that time. Oh, it's horrendous! Right, I haven't finished. Maybe yet. maybe I should have been, been a bit more you know specific. Maybe not the first five ten minutes, mate. But for, uh, uh, the majority, uh, especially in the second half as well, mate. What? The, uh, uh, let me get to what I was about to say. <laughs> okay, I was just pointing out semantics. Just trying to defend myself. <clears throat> okay, um, I've read a lot after the game. And if you listen to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's post-match interview, you would think that Man United did all right. You know, created some stuff, you know, where we had a couple of chances. When you actually watch the game, and, it's not, you, and you shouldn't judge a game in isolation. You should always judge, especially in football, you should judge things over the course of a sequence of events. You look for patterns, you look for sequences where, you know, and you can use that analysis to understand whether a team is in form, whether a game was maybe a one-off, Maybe styles of play. Maybe you can sit there and say, I mean, you know Man City, they've got one goal they always score, haven't they? Yep. Yep, they've got one back goal. Post, square back Even post. Liverpool, you know what the game plan is. You know what the midfield does. You know what the wingers do. You know what the fullbacks do. You know how the, you know, you know how the team plays. Liverpool should have won that game 5 or 6 nil. They had the bar. They had a couple of one-on-ones. They had some good chances across the board, right? Man United had... The Marshall chance is the, is, the, is the one, and Andreas Pereira when he slid across the box. Right? Fine. They should have been out of sight by then anyway. Because after... Uh, I'm looking at this team, and, and I'm studying it. And I, the other day I was sat there, and I, well, the other week, a few weeks ago, after the Manchester City game, I was like, oh, maybe Ole in. Yeah? Maybe. It was a question. There was an upwards inflection <laughs> when I said it. Okay? Hence Ole in. It's a question. It's not a mm-hmm. statement. And I said to you... I want to see one of two things. I want to see some either some activity in the transfer window. Hasn't fucking happened. Or I want to see something happen where, you know, we've proven that we can start unpicking defences. That hasn't really happened either. Now, the problem is I hadn't accounted for what would be added to this. What's been added to it is the realisation that not only have we not signed anyone, we're, legis- we're, we're, dist- we're, we're completely clueless. Because have you heard about what happened to the physio in Celtic? Uh, yeah, that he's waiting for a phone call that never came. Exactly. By all accounts, good guy, wants to come and work for us, didn't, just didn't ring him back. Didn't ring him back. Now has no idea what's going on. A t- ter- awful signs there. Like, it's a terrible mismanagement somewhere along the lines here. Clearly, our players are not fit. And when they are fit, well, I should say that, and when they're not fit, they're still deemed fit. This season, we've been risking their life. Well, not the lives. That's fucking Van Persie. <laughs> we've been risking the fitness <laughs> and their health. Paul Pogba rushed him back too soon. He's now done again for God knows how long. There's a reason that we're learning as to why he's been using his own personal doctors now. Yes, exactly. All right. McTominay shouldn't have, shouldn't have played the game he got injured in. He was already struggling. Maguire. For some reason, I heard he absolutely tore his hip off the bone or something. And now he's back again and turning like he, a combine harvester in that Liverpool he game. He is playing with an injury, mate. You can There's tell. no doubt about it at the weekend that he was definitely playing with an injury. You can tell. When he gets mugged off by, uh, what was it, one Aldrim in the middle of the park? It was one Aldrim, yeah. And that, that was the challenge of a player that has no other option in his body. He knows he can't turn around. He's got to commit. Desperate. Yeah, it's, it's a desperate challenge because he knows he hasn't got the mobility in him anymore. Marcus Rashford has been playing with a broken back and something floating around in his fucking leg for the last God knows how long. What, what's going on here? What's going on here? This is a fucking disgrace. This is an absolute fucking disgrace. Well, Ian Wright called him out, didn't he? He called Ollie out. He said that, you know, basically, as you just said, you're risking their players' health. You know, it's also risking uh, England's uh, prospects for the, for the Euros as well. You know, he's, oh, he's one of our most pieces, players. mate. 
Rashford, Kane and Maguire are all injured. <laughs> and I'm sitting there now and then I go, OK, well, I didn't really expect us to be quite that bad at managing players' healths, health, lives, whatever. But then you sit there and you think, OK, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I'm looking at that pattern of play. And I'm looking to see if there's anything resembling a football team. The worst, the most damning thing for me is, it's not the fact that we struggle to unlock a defence. Because actually, you know, we, we, I, I credit the introduction of Matter over the last couple of games, to be honest. Was it two assists and a goal? You know what I mean? And he, yep. from unlocking defences. I love Matter, but you know, whatever. A different story. The problem I find is that we spent over £100 million on defenders and we look worse at defending. There's no organisation whatsoever. And do you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for Juan Basaka. Because this, this kid is coming into that team, a very, very raw talent. I think we all said it last season, but he can defend. He's got a, he's got a good defend. He's, his legs are, you know, what he needs now is to be coached. And he's playing in a team that clearly are not coached. There is no style of play. There is no patterns. There is fucking nothing. And I have to sit there and watch that fucking prick come out after the games with his little fucking smile and, and try and tell me that, the, that, that we're close. Are you watching the same fucking game, mate? This Norwegian fucking PE teacher comes up here, gets on my TV as the manager of one of the biggest clubs in the world and tells me that we're close when we're clearly fucking miles away. It's fucking disgraceful. And then you sit there and you go, OK, well, let's get Bruno Fernandes in. All right, we, OK, we highlighted him in the summer to go and bring him in because he's an attacking midfielder that's created a load of goals this year and also scored a load of goals this year. What don't we have from midfield? Our player that can create and score because Paul Parker's been injured all fucking season because he's fucking dead because we don't manage him correctly. OK, Bruno Fernandes. Right, we didn't get him in the summer because it was too much money. So now, let's get him in January. OK, we get him in January. Oh, now they want a bit more. Fucking pay it. It's like the fucking end of January here and we still haven't got this guy in. The guy that wants to come and play for us. The guy that's available. The guy that's playing well. What, what's that about? All right, so now we've got Edison Cavani, right? This guy handling his transfer request. My PSG have already rejected an £8.5 million bid from someone because they, they, they want treble the price, apparently. They want, him to, they, want, you know, they want a good bit of dollar for this guy. All right, we're Manchester United. Go and pay it. Just go and pay it. We've got you. You've broken our star striker. We've got we, you. Sold our eighty million pound striker, and then didn't replace him. And then when the guy that's replacing him, and by the way, for the first half of the season, did a fucking piss poor job. Let's not forget about two months ago, we were all telling everyone how shit Rashford was, and he was getting analysis on on Match of the Day and Sky saying he's not the leading man at Man United. Right, Martial comes into that position, does okay. Right, and now Rashford is injured, and now we're not going to get anyone else. Can I, can I, can other I, clubs get other, other clubs do loans, Lee. Other clubs do loans. <laughs> can, can, can I come in quickly? I know we we're going to go to Woods as well. I fucking take my jump off here. I'm sweating. But Michael, can you ask him, ask me this question? Right, you you saying like you know chuck all this money at these players, especially like Fernandez? I can understand, but but um, Cavani, mate, that's a lot of money for a 33 year old. Whilst I say you're Man United, this is what Man United have been doing for the last no, three, four, right. five years. Just chucking money. There is a method to this. Okay, there is a method to this. And it's really this season. No, yeah, we have to be short term because we don't have a manager that's long term. So what, in my opinion, what we need to do is much like when Zlatan Ibrahimovic came, right? Bring him in. He's going to get you goals. Cavani averages about a goal every 1.2 games or something stupid, like 1.1 games. And he has done over the last like eight years or something mad like that, right? He's going to, if you get him in there, we're probably going to score some goals. If we, this, this, this season, the teams around us are fucking dog shit. All right, Chelsea, absolute dog shit. Arsenal, dog shit. Tottenham, dog shit. Leicester going apart a little bit at the moment. You've got fucking um, the teams below us. You know, you, you compete with like to Sheffield United. You know, um, come on. One of the better teams, to be fair, you know what, ones uh, you mentioned. Exactly. That's the problem, right? <laughs> this is an opportunity just to go and get the goals, get some players in that, regardless of the tactics, are good enough players to plug the gaps to get top four. Sack <clears> fucking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and bring someone in who's actually... Who whose CV matches the matches the, the job he's in? Do, can, can you please disagree with that? With that logic, you know. Or what do we do? We just piss it away this season, and I continue. We continue to win. I let Woods come in on this one. It's hard to argue with your points. I feel like this weekend's been a. F- Absolute nightmare in many ways. Obviously, the the losing to Liverpool, um, Liverpool sixteen points clear, game in hand. Uh, the Bruno Fernandez transfer, where Manchester United are offering forty million euros, asking price is sixty million euros, so they're offering forty million plus bonuses, which are completely unachievable. Sporting and basically going no way on that. And then obviously Erling Haaland banging a hattie off the off the bench for Dortmund, a player who uh, heavily linked with United, and even. 
Oli Solskjaer had name checked him in an interview in a press conference, which suggests that United must have been pretty keen. Um, and then Rashford's injury as well. It's, it's un- unbelievable. It's been an absolute disaster of a week, really, for Manchester United. It's, it's hard to disagree, but... When we sold Ashley Young. <laughs> yeah, he sold, sold Ashley Young. Um, Your club captain we'll get, we'll, wanted to leave. The, the club, club captain wanted to leave, man. That's, that's mad. Manchester United. Don't get me wrong. The fact that Ashley Young was club captain is mental enough. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. uh, but then I realised that apparently Antonio Valencia was at one point as well. I, if you look at post-Ferguson with the captains, it, it's crazy, mate. That kind of sums up Manchester United. They are miles from where they want to be. Um, I don't believe that Ollie's the right guy to get this club back to where they want to be. But Roy Keane would argue that you should give him time. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> um, it was brilliant, uh, mainly because Carragher... I mean, Carragher was trying to set Roy up to kind of have a go at the owners. Um, and th- there is a thing going around with a lot of these ex-United mm-hmm. players where they are skirting on basically criticising the people that are truly responsible, which are the Glazers, and then Ed Woodward as well. And it seems that uh, Rio skirts on it, Kino skirts on it, Neville skirts on it. There's a reason being... Right, and I, I, I know it sounds really much like tin. Well, you know, you know. Stuff. Sorry to interrupt. You know, Neville came out against Woodward, right? I, I did not. He, so he came out. Was it today or yesterday? Um, yeah, Gary Neville. Basically, he said that uh, the he basically Woodward is fortunate to still be in a job, and the expensively assembled squad's position in the league is unforgivable. Right, so he obviously says Ed shouldn't be in the job, but also mentions the fact that the expensively assembled squad is not. So that's that for me. That quote is a, a, a veiled shot at Oli Solskjaer, right? Because he's just suggesting that there's an expensive squad there which is underachieving. That's on the manager. Um, irregardless, my, my tin, tin hat theory is that they're all on the book somewhere at Manchester United. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, I don't think Roy, I don't think Roy Keane is for what it's worth because I for, for what it's worth in the thing like, I, he was completely wrong in everything he was saying. I love Roy Keane, but I, I, we were there because he was. In, I was enjoying watching him get leaning closer in his chair and, and getting more bug eyed. He was saying the same thing about Jose in terms of give him time. I think Roy Keane came out as the manager there who has been annoyed at not being given enough time in his yeah. own head. That's I. That's how it came across to me. I don't. Roy Keane is no fan of Man United. He has fond memories of them, but he doesn't identify with the club now at all. I, I think well, certainly the way it's run, he doesn't identify with. I kind of feel that there is definitely um, he feels some sort of connection. There is it, something why he's so passionate, right? Um, but the, I get where Roy's coming from, and there are circumstances where you should back the manager. There's an argument to be had that one of the managers that has come before should have been given more time, right? Uh, I'm not too sure which one it was. Van Gaal. Uh, probably Van Gaal, I think, is the answer, because I think that Jose had basically set fire to Old Trafford on his way out. Um, Moyes was never capable of turning Manchester United into a winning club, but it's, it did feel that Van Gaal, for all of his critics, did seem to be getting them going. Well, they had a style of play. It may well have been a bit drab because it wasn't counter-attacking football over and over and over but they controlled football matches but it's insane to stick with a manager that's never going to be good enough to get you to where you need to be and the thing that the it, thing that um, you that, could give Oli Solskjaer 10 years right? this is it the thing that he's um, never going to turn into a good manager the struggle that I had with it was that Jamie Carragher was saying you know what but his CV you know the likes of Klopp get afforded the time because they've won stuff, they've, they're proven entities. You know what you. If you hire Jurgen Klopp, you know that in three years' time, what you're what you're hopefully going to get. You know what the blueprint is. You know what he needs to do. With Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it literally is. Oh yeah, give me time because I build a young, fast team. Okay, go on then. Pitched in the Man United way as well. In the, with the Man United <laughs> way. Oh, did you know I scored that goal in '99? Like it's just like. Here's my my prediction on Ole Solskjaer. Um, May not I'd like to insert clauses. And I think that he's got a clause, which is you don't get Champions League football. You can basically let him walk for fuck all. Um, and Manchester United are so obsessed with the numbers that they would rather wait till the summer to move on from Oli than pay it off now and put Pochettino in the seat right now. I, 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 that's my feeling well, I know about that Pochettino has come out and said he doesn't want a job until, ne- until the summer. Like and that may well be it yeah. then. Maybe, maybe, maybe the idea I, is, is that point of sacking Oli... If we can't get Pochettino anyway. The only, the only issue with that is, is that fact that 
Man United have been managed to bail themselves out of a lot of games this season because of like moments, i.e. Rashford usually a lot of the time. Now they don't have that. Uh, one matter. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know, now they don't have that. You know, they're relying heavily on Martial and you know a young Greenwood basically to get the goals. And they if have they to go buy someone, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Oh, and, they and have who to would go you go and buy? You probably go and buy a proven entity, right? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I completely agree with you with Edison Cavani for what it's worth. I I do get the idea that, oh, he's going to get in the way of Greenwood's progression and this, that, and the other. I don't quite agree. Uh, Greenwood's still going to get his minutes. He's, he's a kid. He doesn't need to be playing 90 minutes of football every week right now. Um, As we said, Edison though, Man United are about numbers, though, isn't it? If it's 24 million for a 33-year-old, they won't like those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, that might well be the case. Um, they, they do seem to be steering a little bit clearer of those signings. I... PSG are feeling that there is a bidding war to commence here because there are three clubs in England that are interested. All of them have a requirement for a striker. Two of them more than one of them. Um, uh, and I think that they're aware that they could get a bidding war going and £20 million is the, the fee that they want, which is ridiculous when you really think about it for a player that age with that long in his contract. Um, but ultimately, if you're Manchester United, Chelsea or Tottenham and your ambitions are... Champions League football, we need it. And Cavani is literally the goals to get you to the Champions League. How much is Champions League football worth, right? Um, what's the number on that? A lot. I don't know the exact A lot. It's, it's a big number. It's going to probably outweigh the outgoing on what you're going to pay for Cavani. Um, I, I think that Cavani could be a dressing room figure that you need. Um, since Ibra went, your dressing room has had no leaders. No. Doesn't even have Paul Pogba in it anymore. No. But Paul Pogba may well come back should Edison Cavani be in it. Well, what's Man United's uh, track record with South Americans just to finally add? Uh, Veron, Forlan, Di Maria, Tevez, Heinzer. I rest my case. <laughs> Fred. I mean, Tevez was quality for what it's worth. Uh, Fred. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing like basically labelling an entire continent with the same label, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that they, they, they struggle at Man United. Yeah, well, there's a lot to be said. I, I, I think that, I guess the question is, is that with Cavani, what's, what's he good at, right? He's good at heading the ball from crosses. Do United put a lot of crosses in? I know under Moyes they did. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that you, you have... We don't, we don't have, any, we don't have no. anyone that puts a good ball in. You've got a lot of inside forwards, right? Yeah. So you kind of need a player that can, um, Firmino in, a, in many ways, that, that sort of player that can play on the shoulder a bit, but also bring players into it. I'm not sure that's Cavani's game. I think at Chelsea, for what it's worth, um, with, especially with Reese James, they, they are putting the ball in the box a lot from the right side, who, and he'd probably benefit from it. The issue, and we'll get to it. I don't. Well, well let's I, get, I, let's get to it now. Let's, let's, go, let's, go on, let's get transfer rumours going. Okay, so the Cavani one's kind of cropped up, hasn't it, over the last couple of days because of the transfer request. Um, I'm a bit surprised. I, I don't know uh, quite the situation with Cavani at Paris, but clearly not getting enough minutes for what he, he wants. He's got six months left on his deal. He's probably eyeing the possibility of getting out and obviously getting a new contract um, and all that money arranged. Uh, three clubs are in from this country. I believe Atleti are the other one that are interested as well. There's someone, uh, there's someone from Italy as well. I'm who. sure there is someone from Italy. Inter, probably. It's it seems not be like they're trying to. Is it? <laughs> no, I doubt it's Inter Milan as well for what it's worth because uh, they're, they're kind of stacked and trying to sign Giroud. So, uh, would you think maybe AC Milan or or Roma? I'm not too sure. Um, is the answer on that? Um, by all accounts, the Atleti thing is on hold a bit. Um, they, they've called interest a little bit because I think they want him on a free transfer at the end of the the season as opposed to now. Oh no, sorry, it was uh, it was a it wasn't an Italian team. It was Athletic. They, they oh, okay. bid eight and a half million. Ah, oh, so they're the ones that bid eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, which they're probably looking at the Premier League going, no, we can probably drain one of those desperate clubs in England. So you've got Tottenham, who obviously need a replacement for Kane for the next five months because Kane's not going to play again this season. Uh, Manchester United, who need goals because Rashford's out. Problem with Manchester United, I see, is Ra- Rashford plays from the left. He's not filling in in the left, is he? No, but Martial will go out wide. You feel that Martial could go back and do that? He's, he's played there before pretty well, right? Yeah, he's okay there. I think if he had someone like Cavani to play around as well, it might be a bit okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, James needs a rest. So Yes, yeah, he's a completely kid. agree. Completely agree. Um, he'll, be and then got, oh, he'll be the next one that gets injured. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. And we'll be stuck with Jesse Lingard. And he'll never get injured. Um, and then, obviously, Chelsea's the other team, isn't it? 
right? So Chelsea, the other ones, because they need a backup striker because Giroud's on the way out and Bashoi is garbage. Um, <laughs> the, the issue that Chelsea have got, especially in negotiating with a player like Cavani, is it's like, uh, yeah, no, we, we'd like you to come join for 18 months. You'll be playing second fiddle to Tammy Abraham. And I, I can't see like Cavani jumping at the opportunity for that. Um, also goes completely against what kind of the club's trying to do in many ways. And I know you could probably say that for, for Manchester United as well. They're trying to get younger, trying to get different kind of players as opposed to the superstars. Tottenham's the one that really makes a lot of sense, but then it doesn't make any sense at all because there's no way Daniel Levy's going to pay him what he wants. No. That's, that's the, that's the, the problem here, isn't it's, it? It's a Jose sign, but this is what we said before with Jose going to Tottenham where he's not going to have that free reign where he's had at other clubs where he can just spend money. Because Cavani's going to demand a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, salary-wise, he's going to be like, this is my last payday. So I'm going to basically, I'm going to be feasting. And he's already um, on a lot of PSG, for sure. Yeah, he's on that PSG deal, and he probably wants a nice nest egg for his retirement. Um, so out of the four clubs, January, where do you reckon he goes? I have no idea. I, I don't, yeah. It's a, I have, Arsenal because Aubameyang's going to Barcelona, right? On on loan, right? We'll get we'll get to that on a sec. So I I I don't think he gets a deal. I think it's one that will happen. That that was what I was leaning through. towards. Surely that works out better for him as well when he gets to he gets a nice payday, doesn't yeah, he? At exactly. the end of it, unless PSG lower their fee sufficiently that one of their clubs then becomes interested at the end of January. I I just don't think it makes sense for for Chelsea. I I can understand why Manchester United would get an extra body in, but I think that they could probably be smarter. Um, Tottenham's the one which I do think makes the most amount of sense. It really does. But I just can't see Levy bending to pay that money because all of a sudden you've got everyone banging on the door looking for that money. So I I think that he may well find his way to Spain in the summer, uh, is my guess. so obviously you, you touch on Aubameyang. So apparently Barcelona have made a loan offer for Aubameyang. Uh, that's probably off the back that Suarez has done for the season as well. He picked up, a, I think, a knee injury the other day. So they're obviously looking for some experienced reinforcements to make their um, run of the Champions League. Now, a loan offer t- to, to the Arsenal for their captain uh, and leading goal scorer um, is going to be a bit of a problem because um, <laughs> I can't see Arsenal accepting. However... Aubameyang's going to know the interest is there. And he's the kind of person that's been known to create problems uh, at Dortmund, um, where if he'd like a move, he may well force a move. So was what, what are Arsenal getting out of this? I can't... Why would they um, I'm going to guess a fee. I'm not too a, sure a they're getting out of it. I'd be surprised um, if Arsenal agreed to that. That would be... Unless, like you said, Aubameyang kicks, you know, kicks, kicks his toys out of his pram. It, 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 it seemed to come from nowhere. It makes zero sense for Arsenal unless there's a player coming back the other way. Now, I don't know if it's a case that maybe Osman Dembele comes back um, on loan. Now, obviously, I, he's so injury-prone, he'd probably fit in perfectly at Arsenal Football <laughs> Club. Um, it's an interesting one because, like I said, Aubameyang's the kind of character who has created problems before um, and he's at that age where time is running out on him actually winning anything of significance. Um, in his playing career uh, so really it's a headache for Arsenal because if he does start to rock the boat what are they going to do I mean I don't see it happening because I just can't see Arsenal letting him walk away on loan don't they have a stadium to finance uh, yeah. they still finance <laughs> The the uh, the man NFL stadium oh right okay yeah, yeah, of course yeah I always forget about that is it Rams is it or something uh, yes, yes, Lee. Hey. Look at you with your NFL knowledge. Yeah, they got the know how. Um, yeah, uh, uh, in terms of chances, I'm going to say none. Uh, he ain't going nowhere, right? I, I can't see it. Arsenal will be mugs to agree. Um, so we'll move on to one which, as you've already touched on earlier, Bruno Fernandez, Manchester United. Uh, this seems to have been uh, done in the final hours for the best part of a fortnight now. Um, there's obviously, a, I believe that there's an agreement with the player. There's not an agreement with the club. And I was reading today there's issues with George Mendes. I've stopped paying attention. 
But the, the reason, as we just said there, is it's incredible. With George Mendes, he's, he's got involved with uh, Sporting's transfers. Doesn't actually have a direct involvement in this transfer and yet still demands a fee. Is that right? That's basically what's it's, happening. It's crazy. Well, I mean, To be honest, if I'm Man United, it's like, why am I giving you money? You've done literally nothing in this deal. I can understand um, why they are haggling, or not even haggling, just saying, fuck you. Absolutely. So that's, that's what's going on um, with that deal. Now... Do I think that gets done? I absolutely believe that gets done. I I think that the Rashford injury effectively cements that deal getting done this month because they have to. Despite what I said earlier about him playing well this season, I did watch that Benfica sporting game. Oh, it was so bad. That old Portuguese league. Oh, my God. There's a bit where uh, Bruno Fernandes picked up the ball took him ages to turn on it and then just literally lumped it into the box goalie just punched it clear and the commentator was like that's a good ball and I was like what oh no concerned yeah I, I, I mean, I've got a Portuguese mate sorry Woods I've got a Portuguese yeah, mate and I did ask him about you know he said he's the best player in the league but then he said the Portuguese league is shit yeah and as you probably witnessed it yourself you know we, we see a lot of like you know players come from the weaker leagues in Europe if they're not in the top five leagues and Maybe the you know they struggle to adjust because you know it's going to be that probably level maybe step too far or maybe the stats don't look as good as what they do for Sporting as what they will for Man United. Yeah, this is faster league. I mean, look at the pace of that Liverpool United game. Oh, mate, it was horrendous. Yeah, you know, you. I mean, the Premier League is so fast. You have got to remember that Danis Abayos, who obviously has played in La Liga, I remember him playing against Liverpool, and he was about five minutes behind playing. <laughs> It was ridiculous watching him and he just couldn't deal with it and he's barely played since. Um, I think it gets done. I, I don't... I, I kind of agree. He, he's he got a lot of attributes that United need. He, he likes to play a through ball. He likes to take a take a shot from distances. These kind of things which United are missing while Pogba is out, right? But at the same time, I kind of feel... I'd prefer Jack Grealish if I was Manchester United. I'm just assuming that they've probably uh, made inquiries and Villa turned around and gone, literally, he's not for sale because we sell him, we're relegated. He's our only hope of staying in the league and that's worth £200 to us. So unless you're going to pay an absolutely obscene fee, it doesn't matter. Um, And he's not one to leave, I think, because he's like his Villa through and through. I think he goes in the summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he waits. I think someone should definitely be all over him in the summer. I think he'd be a good move for for Manchester United in the summer as well. Even if you get Bruno Fernandes for what it's worth. Uh, This is it. I wouldn't mind signing Jack Grealish at all. I think I'd prefer to sign him over Madison to a weird degree. I I like his character Um, over Madison. The problem is, is that Knowing Man United, he will be the marquee signing and Jack Grealish should not be the marquee signing. He should be one of four, five people that come in, you know what I mean? So there's less pressure on him for one so he can just come into the team and not, do you know what I mean? He doesn't, yeah, that's my worry with this. Sorry, carry on. Do you have any more transfers, Woods? Uh, I'm trying to think of something. Anything come to Chelsea? Uh, it's pretty quiet for Chelsea. Obviously, they, they were linked with Ake, but um, I think that Christensen's form has actually had an upturn. Um, it seems that um, some words from uh, Lampard in press conferences... Has, Shame has the results haven't. Hey. <laughs> he, he's ultimately not been the problem. Um, goal scoring has been the problem. And the problem is, is that it's very difficult to for Chelsea to go and get the players that they want to sign in January. Um, I think that they have been burnt too many times on buying players that they don't necessarily want. Ah, um, Zappa Costa. <laughs> Zappa Costa, yeah, and the rest. Um, so I could see Chelsea not doing too much this month. Um, and I think that may well be wise. It may well cost us top four. Um, I still think Manchester United finished top four for what it's worth, um, even without Rashford. I, I just kind of feel that they're better set than us right now. We're so inconsistent. Lee's face here is one of... I can see I can see Lee's one of complete... Perplex- who, who do you think is going to get it then? I think Chelsea have a better chance than Man United. Especially now Rashford's not... Now he's out. Rashford's a massive blow. No doubt. Um, yeah, I don't know what you're I, smoking, I, by the way. <laughs> I, I just fancy United over Chelsea in, in, in this running. I think that we've we've lost us um, pretty weak teams. I, th- I think both um, teams are going to drop points because you know. That's- I think all of them are going to drop points. I mean, I, I, I pick against Tottenham basically every time I step on the field. To be honest, under Jose. <laughs> well, there's so many teams uh, out there dropping points in and around that, you know, in the top half of the table. And, and it's 
and that's a nice leading to the thing that we were going to talk about post post Liverpool United is the state of the Premier League because uh, we've got a team at the top who are rolling through teams this season. Sixteen points clear, game, game in, in hand. hand. That is mental. They could genuinely win it in March. Maybe you've seen who they can win it against, um, or where they can win it. I've heard they can win it at against City. And can they can they win it at you lot as well? They can win it at Goodison as well, mate. Oh my god! Wow. Um, I really so don't, I don't want wanna... teams to be dropping points like you know the Leicester's, the Man City's. They need to keep winning, mate, because if that that'd be devastating. Because I can't I can't see Liverpool losing, and I can just literally see them just steamrolling all the way through up until I think it's like early, not even that late in March either. And they come to Goodison and they they win the league, mate. It'll be fucking ah, oh, that'd be the worst thing in the world. Do you know what the saving grace here is? I'm just going to detour slightly. It would, just think how much worse it would be if it was a nervy title race with them, where it was them and Man City uh, neck and neck and neck, and then they win it on the last day of the season. If they had an Aguero moment. If they had an Aguero mate. moment, right, where, you know, there was doubt, it would be worse. The fact of the matter is, everyone knows they're gonna, they've won the league for fucking ages anyway, so it doesn't I matter. I suspect for a lot of fans that it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter too much, but for Evertonians, I think it would be... Well, be you a are bitter, the, bitter blow. You are the downtrodden of the and football world. And to be fair, we've got, we've got history of, of, of people winning the title at Goodison or having the trophy at Goodison, mate, a lot of times. Man United a couple of times, Arsenal. don't know if Chelsea have done it. Leicester, we played Leicester as well in the last game of the season when they won the trophy. Well, yeah, they got the trophy. Fucking, yeah. So, anyway, but we're divulging a little bit from the, the topic, you know, because that's my worry, because the teams are, you know, at the top are, they're inconsistent. Leicester being one of them. In- Leicester, I mean, we, we, we touched well, we on know this why. season about Leicester. They, they, their XG and their XGA always suggested that they were riding by the seat of their pants winning all those games early this season. And, and now that's kind of levelled out a bit and they're losing games and they're drawing games, which isn't a surprise that they're falling away. Uh, City, I, f- I just think that they've got no heart to play in the Premier League at the moment. I think that the focus has completely changed at this point. Imagine going back to back and now basically having to play for second place. Um, there's players that have probably just not got the level of motivation it required when well, you go up against a lot of these teams um, in the league because the quality at the bottom isn't like what it used to be where you could turn up and win games. Uh, their focus is obviously completely on the European Cup at this point uh, and the League Cup uh, because obviously they're playing Manchester United. They can already smell the silverware there so Pep at least gets the whole something up at the end you, of the you season you could argue though with, with, with Pep's style because of the way he manages his teams and because you know the high demands you know this is almost like a, a negative effect of what happens you know they, they get a little bit out of the title race and then as you said their heart's gone you know it's, it's, they're, just, they're, not, they're, they're not at it they're not at it maybe at all. Pep is um, a, you know free season wonder <laughs> well it tends to be the case that this would be the, 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 the season he walks away I kind of feel that it's been such a disappointment that he'll stay for another um, I can't see him leaving on such a, a poor note unless they win the Champions League and they're the second best team and they're probably the second best team yeah that's fair if, maybe if they win the European Cup he'll walk away take a, take, take a sabbatical so they're, they're the second best team in the league by probably a margin right yeah yeah yeah, um, less obviously third at the moment but I kind of would parlay them into the group of Chelsea Manchester United, Tottenham, um, certainly Wolves, uh, and even Arsenal. Arsenal. I feel that Arsenal. When you look at the numbers, so they've they've won as many as Norwich this season, but they've only lost as many as Man City, which says they've drawn a lot of games. Which you talk about fine margins, um, and that kind of goes one way or the other. And it's had some of those draws turn to wins, and all of a sudden they're probably sitting comfortably in the top four as well. So you've got all these teams that um, are really just underachieving. I, I'm going to take Leicester and, and Wolves out of there because I don't believe that they're underachieving. So you've got the, the, the rest of the effective big six, should we call it. So you've got Tottenham, Manchester United, um, Chelsea and, and Arsenal. Um, and they're just nowhere this season. Uh-uh. Their form is so inconsistent. And the, I guess the question is, is it a case that their playing staff are poor? Or is it more to do with the fact that for the first time in what feels like um, the, the prep, well, at least since uh, Abramovich came in, the coaching staff at those three clubs in particular uh, are either inexperienced, um, at least they're all inexperienced now, or useless as it was under Emery. And that's obviously playing a part. Well, I, I was going to argue the fact that you can now see Arteta 
with that Arsenal team, you know, because he's coaching them, you can see improvements. They, they, they still make mistakes. They may not still not be great and perfect, but they're, they're, they're improved in every part of the field. It's just whether you know, he's got, uh, you know, if he basically manages to bring in a few players that are of higher quality, then I feel like he, they, they can really progress. I think Arsenal ones are the ones to, I think Arsenal are the ones to watch this season. I think they're, they're intriguing now under Arteta because the way, they, basically they're, they're, they're Arsenal, uh, they're, um, they're Man City, you know, they're a poor man's Man City. They're, they've got a high press on, they're, you know, the way he wants to hunt down teams, it does leave them exposed a little bit and they are, whether they've got the fitness levels, that's another thing as well. But I think Arsenal are the ones to watch out, out of the pack that you've just mentioned. I think they're, they're the ones. And that's, that's based on Arteta? No, I base that on Arteta. So I feel like... He's won one game. <laughs> but... He's impressed you so much with his one win. But no, he's impressed me in terms of... <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you I, mean. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a fair point, but, you know... You've got to admit, you know, you watch them on the eye now, they look so much different to the way that's they were just playing how bad, Emery. That's just how bad they were under Emery, mate. I, I believe that's how bad they were under Emery that his impact has obviously been very apparent. I've, I think Arsenal, for what it's worth, um, they've got some good talent. There's no doubt about it. You don't have players like Aubameyang, Ozil, who's... Uh, uh, Lacazette, um, Nicola Pepe, who, who Mikey's got his own opinions on. <laughs> uh, so they've got good, good playing staff um, at one end, but they're a complete shambles at the back. I think they're playing Luiz and... Um, Mustafi tonight <laughs> with Saka at left back um, who, who I, f- I feel for because he's basically been shoved out of position much like Maitland-Niles was um, that's where their biggest weakness is and he knows that I think everyone knows it and I think that's what will hold them back is that um, they are effectively relying on Leno every week to keep them in games it if is, he addresses it in the summer though it is my opinion well we've got just on. all of the clubs all of the clubs are going to address stuff in the summer right so they've already got um, is it Sabaya coming in um, Sabaya from um, Sanetian yeah the one um, who, on yeah, yeah, yeah who's apparently Rafa Varane Mark II if, uh, according to um, some people on Twitter <laughs> uh, well the thing, but, the thing of Arsenal though we have to it's not unusual for a team to get a new manager and experience a bounce right look what happened to United look what happened yeah. with Chelsea at the start of the season no, it, it does happen. It'll be the the true test of of Arteta will be at the end of the, near the end of this season, and then obviously next season. I think you can write this season off for Arsenal, but they may that they can make improvements from between now and then. They can get some foundations in place with the style of play. Uh, but I, I I agree with Woods in that. I thought I think they are playing better, but I agree with Woods in the fact their defense will let them down this season. It's my opinion though. This league, I think the the top two are well run clubs. You can see that from the, from the, this evident. I think the, the 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 rest of the big well the big four whatever you know I think they're being run horribly for the most part. Save Chelsea, but then they have the transfer ban, which probably fucked them over a little bit as well. Um, and changed fucked them over and benefited them. And in changed, a, but it changed their outlook. It changed yeah, what it they did. want to do. I think. So I think the top teams are struggling, and I think the worst the teams that are supposedly the worst teams in the league have improved. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think the standard of coaching across the Premier League has improved. Uh, I, th- I think teams play better football. And I think, I think I, there's I, a lot I think, to be said. I think the gap, is clo- the, gla- the gap has gotten narrower on both ends of the, of the league, in my opinion. So now you've got a load of teams that can all take points off each other for the, for the most part. And there's more money for the lower teams as well. So there's more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that we always players, thought would yeah. happen where you know, we wouldn't have this dominance so much. Teams are dominant now, not because of money, but because of how well they're run. And that is yeah. very evident in the plight of Manchester United and it's very evident in the success of Liverpool. Completely agree, mate. I mean, it's, it's an interesting point you say. So obviously, um, taking Tottenham out of this at this point... Oh, sorry, they, just, they... just to start on that, it's also an indication that you need to have a manager that is actually good at coaching. Yes, and that, that's the key thing here because the top two have the best coaches in the league, right? Yeah. Klopp and Pep. Um, then United, Arsenal and Chelsea, who are all underachieving compared to where they really should be. Um, got inexperienced coaches right yeah so that's probably playing a part in it Tottenham are their own problem because Daniel Levy just won't invest um, aging squads and now they've basically gone and put a dinosaur in charge but that, that the, the fact that um, these clubs in the, the mid uh, range there are able to obviously invest in players now because obviously the Premier League money but I think they're also better coached than the teams that 
Manchester United, Chelsea and, and Arsenal. There's a lot to be said about teams obviously like Sheffield United uh, and Wolves in particular uh, are better coached than, than what the you know the original big six are. Well, let's talk about being coaches, right? Because Eddie Howe is, is uh, put a bit of a spotlight on this guy. <laughs> Eddie Howe has been lauded as uh, you know a coach of the future for about, as far as my watch says, the last 23 years. And I'm a fan of his... And I, I do. I will defend his current situation to a degree, but I know that Mr. Collard had some thoughts on Bournemouth's demise. The demise that we're, we, we're going to talk about as they're winning two 0 at the moment. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're they're two nil up. Um, I think it's like going to be a first win in a, in, a, in like a long time. Or basically, no, since, since, since they Chelsea. played Charity FC, mate. Yeah, yeah. Charity they're playing FC. Brighton. I've been saying on this pod for ages. Brighton aren't very good. But no, but mate, Bournemouth, mate, well, you know, taking out of the equation tonight, mate, they've been in some, they've been in a horrible, horrible form, um, and there's there's many arguments you can make for, you know, why the why they're in that. I I would predominantly put it down to, um, wow, wow, breaking news, it's happened. Moise Kern has scored a goal. Come on. Everton are beating Newcastle 1-0. Sorry, sorry, yes, yes. No, no. I mean, this is a big moment. I saw we were 1-0 up and I didn't bother looking at the goal scorer. Hey. I said it was going to happen tonight. Come on. There you go. Bernard with the assist. Glorious Bernard. Yeah. Yes, yes. Carry on, my yeah, friend. Yeah, fuck, Bournemouth. We're we, we winning and Moise Kern scored me. Yeah. Um, did, did, we, did we see the... Uh, I don't know why I'm asking you. Did we see the dance? You haven't seen the goal. I mean, we, we will assume that we saw the dance. I'm going to go on Twitter now and you guys can carry on. Well, to find the dance? Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, but with Eddie Howe, obviously, as you said, Michael, he's been uh, he's been lauded for a long Michael. time. Hey, hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Um, yeah, but, uh, he's been lauded for a long time. Um, but when when I've watched Bournemouth for, for like last two three years, you know, take away the you know the the debut season in the Premier League, where obviously they were like you know quite a new thing in terms of they're a small club and they were playing quite attractive football. But they've been playing this football now for what the past three or four seasons, and it's not changed and. Basically, I feel like teams have sussed him out. Uh, I think uh, Eddie Howe's only got a sort of a, a plan A. I don't think he's been very good in the transfer market. Um, that's across the whole of the seasons. You know, if you take into account who he bought this year, he bought, uh, was it Philip Billings, you know, uh, you know, the season before Lerma. He's had a Jordan Ibe who doesn't even make the matchday squad. They, they, they bought a guy called Jan Duma or something, or Jam Duma uh, this summer, mate. Not even seen him play. Sixteen million they paid on him. Um, so yeah, my, my, my I, I worry with Bournemouth, mate. You know, I, I feel like they're they're the ones that you know could potentially be going down this year. I'm gonna play the goal for Lee now, and I want to get his live reaction. Okay, <laughs> is it a screamer? Right, let's start the start here. Here we go. Oh, what a touch here! Nice dead air. Yeah. Nice finish. Nice finish, yeah. That was hey. a nice play, that was it? It was really good. And there play. we go, he does a little bit of a knee slide. Oh, look at that knee slide. And then a little move. Yeah. Little cheeky move. He's actually fucked up Goodison Turf there. Big he's, time, as, yeah. he's absolutely <laughs> That's fucked. That's a hell of a slide. But uh, yeah, so obviously I'm quite anti Eddie Howe. I know you boys obviously may be a bit more positive, so maybe you'll have a, a counter argument. But I, I think Bournemouth, basically, just before we move on, or before I allow you boys to come in. Basically, Bournemouth needs to start picking up points soon like they are doing tonight because their last seven games are literally all the top teams bar Southampton. And I've included Everton as one of those top teams that's their last game of the season. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> but mate, they, they've did. literally got to play. Moise Keane scored, mate. He's, this guy's fucking flying right <laughs> now. Look at him. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle. Well, I say Newcastle. Really? Hey! Um, but yeah. <laughs> Just my thoughts are I think Bournemouth are fucked and I, I don't... I, I don't think they've got a lot of quality going on in the team, you know. They, they, the goals have dried up, right? The one thing that of of what when you when Bournemouth came into the league and as long as they've been in the league, they've always been a bit shaky defensively, but it's been okay because they've always been bailed out by uh, Wilson, Fraser, uh, and King, right? And they just their goals have just completely dried up this season. Like I say, I, I just think teams have sussed them out a bit. Um, I think that maybe their heads have gone a bit. I think though with those uh, names you just named as well. Their, their heads were probably turned as well in the summer because wasn't Fraser linked with uh, Arsenal? I think Wilson Fraser's linked with Arsenal. The England team as well. Yeah, Wilson was linked with Chelsea in, in, in January last year, and uh, that yeah, uh, it all it all plays a part. Um, they obviously lost their flavour of the month tag as well with uh, Sheffield United flying so high, and um, it's been maybe a long time coming. I think it's a very fair point to say about Eddie Howe's transfer business, and it, to me, it, it goes all the way back to Jordan Nibe. Uh, and that one was so wrong. 
They spent a lot of money at the time, uh, pre Neymar, basically resetting the market. Uh, they spent a lot of money they, on this guy. They followed and up. He, so, sorry, go on, go on, go on. And it did nothing. Yeah. And are you about to say about Dom Solanke? Yeah, and then they well? followed up with Dom Solanke, who, who also has done literally nothing. Financing bloody Liverpool's championship run. <laughs> them and Barcelona, mate. The pair of them responsible for this. And and to me, it's, it's cost Eddie Howe. Because um, Eddie Howe, is, again, he's probably lost his flavour of the month tag. Um, those jobs at West Ham and Everton, had they come up last year, I think they probably has a good shout at at least seeing an interview. Um, but this year, because it obviously coincided with the, the demise, as you've rightly said about Bournemouth. Um, and, and the thing is with Bournemouth, they're, they're not... They're not a massive club. They ain't got a big stadium, but they must have players that are on decent salaries at this point. Did you know, and if, Wood, so as you just mentioned those salaries, that 75% of their uh, like TV money goes on salaries. This is and this the is most the problem. in the Premier They go, they're in trouble because they lose the money. They'll obviously have to get rid of players, which will affect them in the league below. But it's, it's, it kind of it's an ongoing thing because some of those players won't be able to be sold on because clubs will look at the salaries and go, don't want that. They need to stay in the Premier League, um, probably more so, as, probably as much as Aston Villa, because Villa are the other team in, in the Premier League who have really financed themselves to stay in the league. And if they go, they've got a massive problem. And the other thing is, is that I believe the EFL um, financial fair play rules are really strict. They're really strict, um, which will be very difficult, I think, for those clubs to kind of comply with uh, without completely tearing it down. So um, it's a big four months for... Um, uh, Eddie, Eddie Howe to really turn this around um, it's a challenge just what, just, and we'll, we'll see what he's made of yeah and just quickly what do we, who do we think is going down because Watford obviously they're on an upturn at the moment with uh, Pearson coming in they were pretty much dead certs to go down and now suddenly they're you know I think they're out of the relegation so Norwich picked up a win <laughs> I couldn't care I couldn't care less about Norwich picking up a, a win uh, they're done um, they're, they're, Norwich are gone uh, in terms of the other teams, I'm just going to have a quick look at the table. Um, God, Villa, I really want Burnley to be sucked in. They were close to doing it, and then they picked up a they fucking scabby win. They picked up win. that win at the weekend, didn't they? Um, they're still only four points clear of it. I mean, the, the teams... So Villa, 22, Bournemouth, 23, West Ham, 23, Brighton, 25, Watford, 26, Burnley, 27, and Newcastle gapped themselves a bit up to 29. I, I would enjoy West Ham going. Because <laughs> uh, that stadium in the championship would be pretty hilarious. Um, Brighton aren't out of it, and we've we, we, we've touched on this several times. They 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 play decent football, but they need to start picking up results. Um, and you said they 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 they've been beat two 0 at Bournemouth tonight. Yeah, it's not it's not a good result for them. That's a shocker because Bournemouth go ahead of them. Mm. Maybe maybe Michael will be right all along. Maybe Brighton are shit and they are going to go down. No, I don't get everything right, right? <laughs> don't get everything right. I think Villa are in trouble. Yeah. Villa, they don't score goals, Mate, man. They're, they're, they're taking a punt. They've a striker, right? Guy. They've, they've taken a, who have they signed? They've signed this Tanzanian guy from like Belgium. Like, was it wow. From Genk, yeah. How much? 10 million. Mm, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I love it. He's, not, is... he's not even tearing it up in Belgium, mate. I love it. This is exactly the kind of transfer deals I love to see. First Tanzanian to ever play in the Premier League. Wow. There you go. You sell some shirts, so, huh? Yeah. Maybe that'll offset the money they lose. Because, but they, they'll get the um, parachute They're, they're selling Grealish anyway, they, right? as well. <laughs> they get the Grealish money as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just a case that coming back, it's going to be very difficult. Um, well, on that note, I saw West Brom winning the championship. Oh, what? Mate, the championship is a, is a fuckfest at the moment because all the teams at the top are on losing streaks. Like Leeds lost again, I think, at the weekend. Or they've been losing a few games and their run's not been good. And they're still second. You're Brentford, right. mate, are up there. Brentford? Brentford, mate. Brentford, New stadium yeah. next year as well, mate. Well, Brentford are really well run, right? Uh, they are. Yeah, they, are. They, they run really intelligently. Yeah, they, they are. If, um, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing a thing about them. You should see the new stadium. It looks tidy. I've seen the stadium. Not in person, but I've seen it on, on, on a... I go past it on the train every day. There you go. There you go. On that note... Give me a winner, someone. A winner? Uh, have we finished? Uh, wait, before we say, is there anything else to say before we do winners and chumps? I no, I don't think so. Um, no. I think we've covered most of the things. Um, well, we are fifty-six minutes, fifty-seven minutes exactly in. So if we wrap up in three minutes, we'll have an hour show. That's pretty Incredible. impressive. I like I'm going to drag out my winners and chumps now. Uh, <laughs> in terms of winners, um, it's, it's difficult to pick against the juggernaut because no one else did anything this it's week. It's Liverpool. It is Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, 
God damn. And you know what, mate? Fair fucks to them. They they they, they, abs- they absolutely deserve it. After the the hilarious reign of fucking Kenny Dalglish and the shit with I just goes back to me like Roy Evans and just just fucking just they've been shit for so long. And then you know what? They turned yeah. it around. They went fuck it. Let's sort out the management stuff in the boardroom. Let's get a proper plan in. And they they're seeing the fruits of it. Well well done to them. They deserve it. John, so John Henry, who obviously is the owner is also the owner of the Boston Red Sox, who I would argue are probably one of the better-run organisations in America as well. Um, they're the one which picked up um, the Moneyball, um, which was um, organised by initially by the Oakland Athletics. They picked it up, which basically means that you go sign on unfancy players who uh, actually are really good at certain things that can win baseball matches. And they, they tried that. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, and it, I, I don't think it quite worked, but it seems that the, their scouting's really good, right? Let's not kid it. They, when they signed Andy Robinson, like no one else was kind of clambering about signing him, apart from um, your boy um, at, at Everton, who, who, who claimed that afterwards. Um, you know, <laughs> but uh, similarly, I mean, even when Van Dyke was signed, a lot of people kind of bulked it and went, "How much?" Um, he was one of those. And it's, yeah, yeah, no. I, as a Chelsea fan, when I heard seventy-five million pounds for Van Dyke, I was like, "No, nah, it's too much." I, I think we'll stick with what we got, and I was completely wrong. I mean, ultimately, Van Dyke is the best defender in the world right now. Um, so, um, yes, it's, sorry, I'm being massively distracted. I think David Lewis has just been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he has. He has been sent off. <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes in? Uh, 26 oh dear what what's he done Tammy rounded the goalkeeper and Lewis just tackled well basically just dragged him down oh so he had to then um, no he didn't he could have just you know what we, we spoke about Bournemouth and we didn't talk about Francis well no it's no Cook was it, it was oh, Cook God, yeah. I'm getting the wrong guy Cook who, who is my loser oh sorry I've, I've, I've jumped the gun haven't he's I? my chump I'm, yeah, I'm sorry he's, about he's, that he's my chump yeah. Yeah. I, I've ruined that moment here. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what I, Liverpool but in, in particular I'm going to say Jordan Henderson because I think he picked up the England player of the, the year as well um, he's proving a lot of people wrong um, when I'm one of those not people. the most technically gifted he's not um, Xavi he'll never be uh, Mesut Ozil uh, but obviously what he does is so integral to the uh, the, the What's happening in the play. game, Woods? Yeah, we, we just scored the penalty, so it, it's one it? nil. Uh, oh, Jorginho! Jorginho, yeah, yeah. Uh, little, little little step, of course. And now, now I, I'm interested to see who's going to come on and play alongside Mustafi. I have a dream that it may well just be Mustafi playing centre half on his own, <laughs> <laughs> or Shaka. Can we get uh, Shaka going centre half? Shaka may well have to go sit back there. <laughs> um, give me a winner. Uh, uh, no, Sorry, Woods. I'm going in because yeah, you're no, watching. No, 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 thank no, you. I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm the same, mate. Or, or you know, I was going to have Sheffield United as well for their for their way record um, and not losing this weekend. But uh, I think you make a good case for Liverpool. Yeah, it's Liverpool. And then obviously, I'll move on to my chump very quickly as we obviously already touched upon it. Chumpy, Steve Cookie, mate. What are you thinking about, mate? You know, uh, you, you, you're at nil nil. Granted, you know they're probably going to score from the shot, but he's it's an incredible save. Don't get don't get me wrong. It's an incredible save, but you're a fucking defender, not a goalkeeper. You basically cost your team three points in a relegation battle. So, yeah, and he's an experienced lad as well. I don't know what he was. It's something you see in Sunday league football. Something I've actually done in Sunday league football, <laughs> but I've done it down the byline and didn't do it in the penalty area. So, yeah, he's he's a muppet, mate. So yeah, here's here's my chance. Twenty minutes in, you don't do that, yeah. right? You take. You, the oh goal, yeah, if you're gonna you, do it, you do it right at the end of a match. Yeah, you need to be in the last ten minutes, mm. right? And you're clinging on, and it's kind of like I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically take one here for the team, and I, I Hopefully hope we the save goalkeeper the can do something, and then just hold on. Your team ain't holding on for seventy minutes, <laughs> even if the keeper saves the penalty, right? It's just not gonna, especially when you're Bournemouth. <laughs> um, I mean, God, Steve look, Cook has never come across as like the most sharpest and tall in the draw. He doesn't look very sharp, does he? Um, Who's your chumps? My chumps, uh, Manchester United. Who else is it gonna be? Tired of it. I think you've covered that well earlier. I have, I have. And that's all we have to say about that. Who is your chump, Woods? Um, you know what? I, I think I, I will go Manchester United as well. Um, oh, good. It's been, a, it's been nothing short of a disaster. I'm going to change mine with... to Chelsea because you lost to Newcastle. How's that? Well, yeah. well yes, um, but... Um, it's Manchester United, mate. mate. We, Manchester. We, were, we were so dead in the final third at the weekend. Um, 
it's easy to say Newcastle didn't deserve to win, but equally Chelsea didn't either. So um, I, I can't begrudge a team that's set up in such a way to stifle a football match and get a result. Football is a game where teams can do that. And that's what the beauty of the game is. My, my winner, I'm changing it from Liverpool to someone else. Mad respect, Bruce. Liverpool. Well done. Good props to you guys. It's Almiron, who's suddenly oh. a player. Yeah, the last couple of weeks. I, I, good. I said, <laughs> I, I said it would take one. <laughs> Don't because he's playing Everton tonight. So he'll probably score, won't he? Ah, uh, incredible. I, anyway. did you see his goal? Did you see his goal in the FA Cup the other week in the replay? In fact, it was last week. Uh, so he got the ball and the keeper's miles out of position and he, he did take about four and a half hours to get the shot off and all the time you're just thinking he's bottling it he's bottling it he's bottling it he's still not quite found that that confidence that you'd want from um your, your kind of like star attacking player uh he's not the star attacking player is St. Maximin who who did assist the goal Great so ball, again I can't I can't begrudge it Love it. When I saw on thing that he, when Newcastle had scored and I saw that he'd assisted the goal, I was like, I, was, I, was, I obviously hadn't seen it, but I was like, I wonder if that'll count in the goal of the month nomination if he's involved somehow. <laughs> yeah, we run out of time. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I've definitely lost that cane bit. Oh, yeah, he's, he's done, mate. He's, he, I, he's not even going to play in the Euros, so... No, he won't. I, he won't play in the Euros. Calvin uh, Lewin, mate, a, that's going to be our main striker, mate. You wait massive kick in the dick that is um i've been banging the drum that we're going to win euro 2020 i'm gonna to have to come off that right now because it was a case it's fine it's fine because it, it, we'll, we'll just move rashford centrally maybe we'll play a front through sancho rashford um and, and sterling they can interchange will be good sterling then basically hasn't got a spine anymore and it's like okay it's, it, another one's going at some point let's not kid it like someone else is getting hurt Vardy will, it's all Vardy will come out of retirement and then he'll break his leg or something you know he's already know? said he's not going to come out of retirement. has he come out and said it? yeah Fair a fair play to him. Dear little rat. Right. Um, right, that's the end of the show. Let's go out because we're an hour and four minutes now. Wrap it up. Let's, let's wrap, the, let's wrap it up. Comedy defending from um, Arsenal. Thank you for listening as always. Um, you can find us everywhere. Pod of two halves. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 